This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, buddy, here we go. It's already hour number three of the G-Bag Nation. We've had a very eventful day. We talked with Cowboys legend Greg Ellis. He of 84 sacks, and he talked to us and sung Mike Zimmer's praises. We have a story going on, though, that Broadus broke for us at the top of the show. Not so sure Mike Zimmer's deal uh, is going to get done because it's not done yet although it's been reported that he, he's coming aboard. There are contract negotiations that uh, could continue, and if there's more on that story, we'll update you as the information basically comes into Brian's inbox. Um, so, uh, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let's talk about the strengths of Mike Zimmer's scheme, what made him successful, and what made him a, a coveted choice here for the Cowboys, Wolchuk. Before you take it away, I do want to say that this could be Mike McCarthy – you know, Mike Nolan, Mike Zimmer, as, as coaches that other teams don't want to hire, okay? That's, my, that's the only complaint I want to lob. Like, we're going to say a lot of great stuff about him, okay? For people that aren't sold, I'm kind of with you. Uh, I, I, I need to see the proof be in the pudding come up this fall to buy in um, because I, I think there's probably a good reason. When guys don't get hired from the rest of the league and the Cowboys are like, oh, an old, old guy we know, that's our guy, you know? Nobody wanted to hire Mike McCarthy. He was, he was out of football, and uh, he, he sold Jerry Jones. Uh, I think some, uh, some untruths happened that were revealed in the week after that he was hired. So I'm just kind of there. I'm, I'm cautiously very optimistic, and for more on that optimism, here's your woolly bully. So Mike Zimmer, uh, we, we've talked to some of the former players, as you alluded to, and they have had uh, tremendous responses to how Mike Zimmer is as a coach. You know, it, it was interesting listening to Brendan Cooks and Stephon Gilmore talk about kind of the, the new era of players and how they're not as equipped to handle some of the hard coaching. Uh, I think we need to shock the system a little bit. I, I think there's different ways to do this, but certainly this defense, I think, is lacking that. And you were able to see, I think, from some of the frustration, body language, uh, specifically the, the question about Tank's comments that Brandon and Stefan had when we had him on. And, and I think this is going to be a welcome change. Now, credit blogging the boys. They did an excellent job of breaking down some of what Mike Zimmer does as a defensive coordinator. And then I've got some audio of John Gruden that I'd like to play as well. Yeah, if I could just say something about Zim. You know, when I first worked with Tom Coughlin in 19, no, 1998, that era, you know, he was a really a hard-A coach. You know, I mean, he was one, I mean, he, he was not a player's coach. He was not, you know, and then when he went to the Giants, a lot, something flipped, and he became a little bit more adaptable to his players. He still coached hard, but not to maybe what he was doing in Jacksonville. I'll be interested to see. Mike is that type of guy. His players talk about him in a in a tough kind of manner. The way you know, but Mike's a teacher first and foremost. His attention to detail. 
that's what I want from my coach. You know, I don't want, I don't want like I was just sitting there, you know, with Gilmore. I felt so sorry for him because I know what type of player he is yeah. and how important communication is and where you need to be and all that. And they're giving up big plays. See, I just don't think, you know, with Mike, it's a, it's that attention to detail, and that's all I ever wanted from my coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't care if he's a hard A guy, but if, but if he's if he if he makes players accountable, but he's also teaching them and they don't bust. Yes, you know they don't give up huge plays. Accountability. And that's what I detail. want. And right. and you know he might not be able to stop Shanahan or McVay or any of these guys. And if that if that happens, then we're going to have a whole new group of coaches we're going to be talking about in New Orleans next year at the Super Bowl. So here's you know? some things uh, to talk about in terms of coverage and what he likes to do in his coverage schemes. That is Mike Zimmer, the potential new Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, once that deal does uh, officially get done. You better be able to play man coverage. And there's an awesome quote from the NFL Network where Mike Zimmer said, you can find a cover two corner anywhere. I can go down to the 7-Eleven in Bloomington and get one when he was mic'd up coaching. Zimmer's coverage schemes, they're built on versatility. But the key is always to get a guy that can play press man coverage. Amen. Zim loves to run press man coverage behind a creative pressure look, and it makes things that much harder for quarterbacks to diagnose. So the preference of Zimmer is a huge reason I think you can get excited about this return uh, when reuniting with him and the Cowboys. All of that, dude. I mean, when you talk about the best defenses in the league right now, a common theme is they like to bring pressure. They like to simulate the pressure, disguise the heck out of it. But, like, the Chiefs, number one in the league in terms of press coverage, yes. how often they ran that. I think you need that, especially with these teams that are trying. You know, you've got to disrupt the timing. And it, it's the strength of your two best corners, Diggs and Bland. That, when they had to play off and they're playing zone, you saw it in the playoff game against Green Bay. Gilmore, if he's back, he's linked into that as well. Who, they're at their best. Who, I'm sorry, who, who do you guys think is the player that benefits the most from, from being in this? Because I think it is Bland. It's Bland. I think Bland yeah, being in the nickel, Bland. you know, yeah. assuming health, yeah. and he gets it's to go Bland. back to his nickel spot and all yeah. the different blitzing. Like, Bland is physical, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bland's ready to get up in there and yeah. help you in the run game. He's ready to go blitz and make a tackle. Yeah. Like, I think he is going to thrive. Yeah, I, I think I think Bland, absolutely. He's much better when it comes to press man than it is in zone coverage. That's where you start to see uh, the double move kind of get him. I think it's the same thing with the Trayvon Diggs. When he was able to play up and when you look at his size as well at the line of scrimmage, I think both of those corners are going to benefit from that style of, style of scheme. Yeah, and, and now you're seeing like guys who are playing that nickel spot. The Like Detroit had the Alabama branch. Kid, yeah, right. Branch. I mean, these guys are getting creative. The, the Ravens with Kyle Hamilton. Um, I mean, even even with the Chiefs with McDuffie, he's a great slot corner who gets super physical with you. These great teams, they have that, and you get creative with a player like that with the blitzing and the different stuff when they're physical, and, and that's Deron Bland to me. The importance of safety play is also uh, something that Zim has always emphasized. Darren Woodson, Roy Williams, in his time with the Cowboys. Uh, in Cincinnati, he had Reggie Nelson, who they took early from Florida. Florida. George Iloka as well. But he, get, he gets the job with the Vikings. What do they do? They get Harrison Smith from Notre Dame. He ends up going to multiple All-Pros. Uh, to me, I wonder now, safety in the draft, I think that that is a room that needs to be improved. 
You talked last year about Malik Hooker. Yep. Uh, maybe Malik Hooker can benefit some with a Mike Zimmer. I think that's a safety you can improve upon. I don't like Donovan Wilson as a coverage player whatsoever. That is not his strength. You can use him as a different type of chess piece maybe when it comes to blitzing, which is something that he will do, Mike Zimmer, with his safeties. But I think that he can be a liability in coverage. You might need to look for a cover type of safety. We might need to pay more attention to some of these names, like a Tyler Newbin from Minnesota. Minnesota. My guy, Javon Bullard from Georgia, who I think has some Brian Branch capability, can play some slot for you like a Darren Woodson used to do. Also is really, really good when it comes to playing the run in coverage as well. I would love but that. I'm not, I'm not safe, sure about Safety needs to be improved. I, I think it might need to be overhauled because, you know, in that article they talk about how he uses his safeties interchangeably yes. and the defense yeah. doesn't know who's rushing, who's covering. So I think Malik Hooker is the only one out of the three that's a candidate. Uh, and then you have to find, uh, you know, an- another one if if he wants to stay with that kind of defense. And he typically uses just two safeties instead of three. Yeah, and he's going to keep them back. Usually, you know, you're you're double safety back high. You know, he's going to keep them back in the back end of the defense there, and then he's kind of work uh, some different quarters coverage, pattern matching concepts, that type of stuff as he's well. Just, he does make... design, uh, disguise the coverages very well. Yeah, and I, I think it's the, one of the most important things, and that's what I like about Zim, or I'm most optimistic about Zim, is you're doing a lot of the same things, but perhaps with more aggressiveness. Yeah. You can kind of, you know, have the same personnel, have the same style, but there's some tweaks to it that I think give it a real chance to be more successful. I wonder if Marquise Bell has a little opportunity to like move back to more of a safety player. He and will thrive. He will. In, in He's that. not going to stay like that. Yeah. yeah, Marquise Bell is one of those guys that I think uh, certainly when you look at what Zimmer can do, he can do that. Yeah, because he can cover. Yeah, um, and and he definitely was out of position well, there, he, linebacker. He's brilliant because just to add to it. As a coach, you want to put the other team in thinking mode instead of reaction mode. And he's constantly making the quarterback think and having to, you know, pick up keys that are going to change immediately after the snap. This is what you and Eric were talking about three or four weeks ago as far as the trends that have allowed defensive coordinators. And it's not sitting in this shell and trying to react. It's actually throwing multiple things at the quarterback so he doesn't know what the hell you're doing snap to snap. There's no predictability. Okay, so the simulated pressures. This is something that we had heard about Mike Zimmer, and he's so, so good at this. And it's not always just blitzing. So simulated pressures when it comes to Zimmer – uh, it, 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 a lot of multitude of coaches will do this. It was very prevalent with the Ravens team in 2000 as well. You, you basically have the most basic definition of it is you have a non-traditional pass rusher go after the quarterback while dropping a traditional pass rusher into coverage. Fire zone. Yes. So the NFL Pete has Carroll. become more positionless, and you'll probably see this with Micah Parsons as well. Mm-hmm. But the application can often be applied to take any look at the bluffs of, uh, that you would with a blitz when you actually send four rushers. So I'm coming at you, and I've got four guys stacked to the left side, four guys stacked to the right side. How many guys are coming? You're not really going to send eight players, right? Maybe yeah. I get six coming out of that look. Maybe I have five. Maybe I go ba- basic four, and i got four more dropping back into coverage but the whole point of this is I don't know where this pressure is coming from and now I've got to go ahead and also diagnose post snap as a quarterback I'm trying to process that while going through my reads next thing you know I didn't account for this nickel blitzer and now I'm getting sacked from the backside. so he's very good at confusing those simulated pressure looks and I think uh, John Gruden six years ago when he was still with ESPN this was uh, brought up I think Brandon Laurie who does a good job tweeted this out here's John Gruden Uh, talking about the double-A package. This is when Zim was still with Minnesota as a head coach, kind of breaking down some of the stuff he likes to do. What really makes the Vikings special is Mike Zimmer's double-A package. And what he does is he takes his two inside linebackers, Barr and Kendricks, and instead of lining them up in a normal alignment, 
He puts him in the A-gap between the center and the guard. Then he takes his free safety, Harrison Smith, and he lines him up on the line of scrimmage. Then he takes his nickel corner and he puts him on the line of scrimmage on the strong side. So now they got four defenders on one side of the center and they got four defenders on the other side of the center. It's Mike Zimmer's double A package. He did it in Cincinnati, he's doing it in Minnesota, and he's ripping people. A lot of the times, his two inside linebackers, they act like they're blitzing, but they bluff and they run out of here and they play coverage. The free safety's acting like he's blitzing and he bluffs and he runs and covers the flat. The nickel is acting like he's blitzing and he drops into the flat. Well, the next time you think they're bluffing, they bring them both or they bring one and they bring him and they bring four to his side. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I, I think that breakdown from Gruden. The other thing here is the bigger bodies when it comes to stopping the run. Mm -hmm. That's something he looked for in Minnesota as well. And while we talk about the premium pressure that he wants, stopping the run is probably number one. The goal is basically to make the offense one-dimensional, thus allowing his pass rushes to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. So number one is we are going to set the tone. We're stopping the run. He also, of course, has linebackers going back throughout his entire career. What he was able to do with Datwin and Dexter Coakley, yes. uh, with Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr in Minnesota as well. He wants, you know, 245 to 255 kind of heavier set linebackers as well. So I think the run defense should improve under Mike Zimmer as well. I would be surprised if Hankins continues his career and it's somewhere else, you know, knowing the kind of salary you've been able to get to and how effective he is. I, I think that's line one. And then also, you know, what do you go at linebacker? And is overshown a fit? You know, where is, is overshown too small for Zimmer? Or is he just so dang good you're going to find a spot for him? I think you find a spot. You know, in the, I just, I've always said this, Parcells asked him to play with that win and Dexter Cope. Coakley in, in the three four, and and you know Parcells was like these you you can't do this Mike you cannot do it and Mike goes I will figure it out hmm. and by the end of that it was like Parcells is like you figured it out so yeah I, I think that the adaptability there's some really good linebackers in this draft inside linebackers we'll give you one Tommy Eichenberg from mm -hmm. Ohio State six two two hundred thirty nine pounds there's some guys with some size but we got to get through some of these medical questions that we're going to answer okay. when we get to. Uh, uh, the big board reports in uh, March. I also wanted to ask a question about the secondary. Sorry, did you want to get in on that one before? No, no, I just I just think that the size really needs to be the focal point of the line. I think your linebackers, you're seeing Fred Warner's not some huge guy. Dre Greenlaw's not some huge guy. Roquan Smith's not some huge guy. You just need real linebackers that know how to diagnose and instincts. know where to be, yeah. having the instincts. Yeah, Sean yeah. Lee wasn't a huge guy. You can get by, and, and I still want a guy who can play three downs. Yeah. I don't want just a run-stopping only linebacker, and now we're getting bleeped in coverage. Yeah. Uh, so you need to have a, just a real linebacker, not a Marquis Bell, did an admirable job, or whatever. You need a guy who understands what's going on, and if you got beef in front of him, I think, you hey, let him play sideline to sideline. Let him help you in coverage as well. I think that is important. I think Overshone, as long as he bounces back from the injury, should have no problem. Just be good. Just, be, just don't necessarily worry about the size. And then the other thing um, was a, a, a tweet or a quote that somebody on Twitter pulled. You can find a cover two corner anywhere. I can go down to the 7-Eleven in Bloomington yeah. and get one. Yeah. So how to, how, if he has that mindset, you know, are we good at corner? What's he, he wants a tackler? What's, what's that mean exactly? Break that down, Brian. 
Why is it so easy to find a cover two corner, and because how will that uh, affect their personnel a cover decisions? Two, a cover two corner will play up and just turn and funnel. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you're all, you're never – if you're playing man, of course, it's, it's very easy that you're going to have to jam, turn, and run and carry. So both those guys are back there so much yeah. that you got help. Yeah, you've always got somebody playing in the middle of the field. You can find a way to funnel all the routes to the middle. you got linebackers on drop, and you've got safeties on, on drop. So that yeah, those guys, you know, like it. it, it some of these guys that they've made a living though being cover two corners because they yeah. can't really run, but they can jam and they can funnel. Oh, and I wanted to ask about defensive tackle as well. Could Mozzie Smith's college that's, technique? That's the question. Work better with Zim? The, the the question that Mike Zimmer needs to ask yeah. when he goes in, and I guarantee you what Zimmer's done. He's looked at Dallas's defense. He knows what he's going to be. His first question when he walks through the door is, "What was and, and the coaches that are still there, the coaches that he's going to work with that were on Dan Quinn's staff that aren't going where, Sharif Floyd. Mike's going to have to go up to Sharif Floyd and say, wait a minute, when he was playing at Michigan, he was a 329-pound guy. Why is he 293 pounds now? Yeah. And Sharif Floyd's going to have to be able to say, well, you think he's a better three technique than he is a one technique. And so Mike's going to go, okay. Why did you think that? He was a 329-pound guy at Michigan. Right. You know? So, Mike, they're going to have to explain to him what the plan is for that. Yeah. You know, Mike did a great job with – we took a Leroy Glover. I mean, I, I got him to sign the, – the Cowboys to sign Leroy Glover, smaller three-technique type of a player. Mike had a great plan for him, how to use him. As, and he made a, you know, he's made Pro Bowls that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Mike will know what to do with the players. You just got to tell him what was the, what was the initial – thought about what we were going to do what were you planning on doing with this guy right on yeah I, I, anything I, else I, th- I think mozzie does fit that style uh from michigan more so with with zim i don't think he cares much about him being a three tech and getting up the field and rushing the passer i think he's going to look at mozzie and say i need you to stop the run and keep my linebackers clean which is exactly what you drafted him for yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the huge things, yeah. and I, I just don't know how all the pieces fit that's, together and everybody's job is important, how it reflects on one another, but he was really good at that in college. Yeah. But and see, if that's you knew, the problem. That's the problem. Now, Mozzie Smith at 293 pounds is not going to keep offensive linemen off no, linebackers. I want him to put that weight back on. No. Yeah, that's, I mean, and his lack of burst, he doesn't why. have the twitch. He yeah. doesn't have the twitch to get through That's anyway. That's not his, yeah. the strength of his game. No. I mean, maybe he went through like a, a life change and decided to get vegan and super healthy or something, but this offseason would be all about packing on lean muscle, maybe trying to be a leaner version of what he was, but yeah. you're going to have to get quite a bit of that weight back, I, I think, if you're going to be one of those big defensive tackles that just clogs up the run. And at both of his last two stops, that's one of the first things he did. We need the big son of a gun in the middle who can highly deter people from running it straight up. So uh, we can worry about everything else. Great stuff, Woolchuck. Uh, excellent job covering that story. You can read more about that today on Blog and the Boys. Salute to those guys for organizing all that information and that research project. Okay, coming up next, it's the top 10 at 420. What's the subject? Uh, we are doing our annual Super Bowl foods. Top 10 Super Bowl foods. What are you going to be doing for your spread? That's next on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.